Welcome to Green Tea, sustainable stories from Bowdoin's campus and beyond. My name is Holden Turner. And I'm Juliette Min. Green Tea is a production of the Office of Sustainability at Bowdoin College, sharing the perspectives of students, staff, and community members. Hi everyone. Hey everyone. All of our listeners. Hello. So we have Holden here, Perrin, and Juliet. And we're here to just talk casually today, just about anything and everything that might cross our minds and come up in the conversation. And so we hope you guys stay tuned and enjoy. <laughs> we just like the sound of our own voice, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So I don't know, just start today. Let's do a little check in. Like, let's say a few words about how you're feeling. You want to go first? Uh, yeah, I can go. Um, I feel like it changes every day these days, but uh, currently I'm feeling a little bit tired, but good. Like, okay, I'm just, you know, doing classes and um, trying to get my work done, catch up from work that I didn't do, and mm. get outside as much as I can because this weather is very warm and nice for October, for November. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I echo a lot of what you said, Perrin. I think for me too, it's uh, it's definitely uh, sort of a catch-up period after taking a week off of classes last last week, um, after just the very tragic news we heard. Um, and so I think just after I've recuperated, um, I've personally just started to get uh, back into the gr- the grind of doing classwork and trying to catch up because there were a lot of lectures that I was not present for. <laughs> so um, trying to get a handle on those and trying to also just spend time with community and um, yeah, be present because I think uh, we might all kind of attest to the fact that a lot of different people are at very different stages of they're just all feeling different things and going through different things so to be you know checking in with other people especially at this time is so important so Absolutely. i come kind of um uh i would say also tired um from all the schoolwork but also kind of sober i guess yeah. sober-minded just about how, how things are in the community yeah absolutely I echo that completely. I've been trying to take some good time for myself, um, really to slow down at the end of my day and say, okay, I'm going to take an hour just to lie down and not think about anything in particular, maybe read a book here and there if I want to, mm-hmm. um, but try just to not think about schoolwork as much because if there's anything the last week has, has shown, it's that there's stuff that's more important than doing schoolwork. Yeah. And um, you're right, everyone's definitely trying to come at that in a different mm-hmm from different places. Um, I had a really nice experience last night. I was um, with a group of people in 24 College, which is where the Swag Center is, and um, Hayden Keene, who was one of our show guests last semester, and we really loved having her on talk about plant medicine, so please check out that episode if you're interested. But she was running a a workshop in which she um, brewed some um, milky oat infusion tea, and this is one of the teas that she likes to Um, drink most often and she led a guided meditation all around um, this infusion which was lovely in that we were able to just concentrate on the taste of the tea and how it made our bodies feel Um, and that was one of the most relaxing things that I've done uh, in a long while Mm -hmm. Um, I had a great time not only just doing that meditation but also just being in a great space with 
many lovely people mm-hmm. and being quiet yeah. and not mm-hmm. thinking about work. Yes. That's so good. I, go ahead. No, I will. I I also had a I also had a meditation kind of experience um, that was very grounding this past weekend. Uh, the wellness center, Kate Nicholson, who I think may come next week for uh, the next episode of yes, this podcast. Yes, she will. Shout out to Kate Nicholson. Um, organized a two-hour meditation and uh, yoga mindfulness retreat, um, which took place on the third floor of Buck. And um, it was, there's a room, if you don't know about it, on the third floor of Buck that is all glass and it's just a beautiful space. It's a yoga room. There's yoga mats there and um, Mm -hmm. they have yoga and different like bar classes. And so that, this is where that took place. And it was just two hours of like, care and it was uh the theme was loss and grief and um kind of just meeting you where you're at uh and it was just it was I don't really know how to describe it but there was a lot of like very alternative ways of doing yoga and meditation that I've never tried before and it was very freeing and just like yeah grounding so grateful for that (laughs) what was an experience you had during that time um like what what was one of the things that that pushed you out of your comfort zone we did a lot of shaking and like vocalizing so there um kate's friend may who uh runs sundara yoga which is in town actually in brunswick she came and led most of it um and she's awesome and she is really into these so you, you do a lot of shaking and like very vigorous like movements to stress your body kind of and then you relax and you kind of see how that feels and it's uh, very I guess um violent or like very intense and then um and kind of vulnerable you have to be vulnerable with yourself because it looks weird like you're like shaking your hair and you're like your your whole body's moving and um and then often you're like yelling or like you're saying some like like very vocal breath or like a mm-hmm. mm, and it's and I'm like yeah. wow I'm just doing something crazy but it's also was like cool because everyone was doing it mm-hmm. and it was just a nice thing wow I never thought that <laughs> yoga could ever be like a very vocal yeah. Yeah. Uh, type experience but that's really interesting yeah. I think um I'm also rec- I recently started looking on pol- polaris for uh upcom- for the classes for the upcoming semester yeah and thought of do, taking the intro to modern dance because yeah. cool. I have, I'm have i a senior entering my last semester and I still haven't done my BPA. Oh no! <laughs> so that is probably going to be how I uh, fulfill that credit. But as I was thinking about whether I should take the class or not, just the, the idea of being vulnerable and, you know, being in a space where you're going to be doing all those weird mm-hmm. things with your body and expressing all these mm-hmm. things it's it's such a vulnerable thing and i think i i know i feel like there must be something to it but i mean it's it's i think a very courageous thing i think whenever you are able to put yourself in that spot but also just like hearing what you say about the yoga as well makes me think maybe there's something to it to the to the idea of you have to put yourself kind of in a vulnerable position to to you know feel that that release at the end and or maybe there's something I don't know maybe there's something to it that that's prob- that might be why we do that kind of thing in a lot of our yoga and other yeah. self-care um, practices but 
Modern dance is. Uh, Are you gonna take it? I I, I registered, so we'll yes. see what happens. Nice. Nice. I I took a dance class and I always felt very restored coming out of it. Like mm. I felt in touch with. Um, my body in the space and my I wasn't thinking as much like you know when you you're in a discussion like your mind is always going and always like yeah. trying to think either mm-hmm. like what am I going to say or like how do I think about that or how do I respond and there's less of that in dance yeah. and there's more of how does your body just flow mm. I wonder if there's something about being vulnerable that makes you have a much more human experience um, like maybe these types of yoga practices or these types of dance practices, it uh, really puts you in touch with kind of your humanity mm. um, in a way that like, covering our, our lives up with like all these classes, totally. classwork and sure. uh, going to, like, being very productive and getting all these grades, in a way it's kind of like a cover up for the vulnerability. Um, yeah. The distraction. Was, yeah. Yeah. So it really brings you in touch with like the the bigger things about about our about humanity about life. Um, the way that the instructor framed it at this retreat was um, one side of your brain. I forget which one. I think it's right or you know how people talk about like the creative side and then the yeah. other oh, yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. So she said that also the like related to that is there's doing and then there's being Mm. and we're a lot of times we focus on the doing Mm. and there's a lot of uh, there's not a lot of time in our like lives at least here uh to just be and i I liked that like thought of just like oh yeah that's also important like you can't just have the doing um doing your sport and then school and then whatever it is Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah was there a time recently that you've been vulnerable, Juliet? If you're able to talk about that. Ah, that's a good question. Uh, We're doing I mean, a therapy session. I know, right? really. I know. Yeah, and this is being vulnerable, also, just talking <laughs> out radio. to the, I know, out to the world, the whole world, whoever <laughs> might be listening. But, many people. Yeah. <laughs> we hope. Yeah. Um, I think there's something about being vulnerable that makes you. It's being vulnerable almost. Uh, to me appears to be like a precondition to being known Mm. so for me I think something that I really struggled with before was um, and continue to struggle with now is like being vulnerable about my thoughts um, and my opinions Um, so like I am the worst at in like seminar type classes you know when you're in like a small type small group of people in a class and everyone like the point of the class is to have a discussion right um to raise my hand and say something especially if it's going to be a provocative topic or or thought or it goes against the grain of what the consensus is in the class Mm -hmm. is always just um it brings me so much horror (laughs) and um i uh, but you know i practice with my friends i practice with just people and with my professors and when I do bring up things in class um, even if it's not um, say like a very uh, uh, like contentious or like a very big extreme thing to say just a common answer um, I realize that like after I've said something mm-hmm. after I've really made my thoughts and then therefore a little piece of myself available to other people I feel a bit more known and and also, I, what I realize is when you're vulnerable with your thoughts or your emotions or just, like, some part of your life, 
you're really giving other people an opportunity to step into that space and care for you as in like say oh hey that's a cool thought and then yeah. go with mm -hmm. it or like oh that's a nice like thing you did there with the yoga and mm -hmm. make you feel like oh wow i can like kind of be yeah i can be kind of who i am or i could uh, think this way or like i think these this way or i do things this way and people are really okay with it and then it makes you feel like oh Wow, I'm kind of wasn't I'm, as bad as I thought. Yeah, I'm kind of cool. Or like that was that really wasn't as bad as I thought. And maybe it makes you feel a bit more, like, um, a bit more free to do to do that thing again next time. Yeah. So that's what I I really appreciate about being vulnerable. It just makes you, it's really almost necessary if you want to um, live a very full life. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. What about you it's, guys? It seems like you you say practice like you. It seems like you've thought about this before, so that you like go into situations purposefully um, and like mindfully being vulnerable. Is that true, or do you feel like it's that's been a recent thing that you've kind of thought about? Uh, maybe it's not like a I'm I mindfully do it, but it's a way to cope. Uh, as I <laughs> as a yeah. way to be like, oh man, I'm so nervous, but I know. Yeah that hopefully it won't be too yeah, it won't be as bad totally. as i thought um and i think it gets better and better mm -hmm. um i definitely see all of these things in a more positive light than i ever had before um so it definitely seems like it's maybe i might get to that point where i'm very mindful <laughs> but for me it's more like okay calm down yeah yeah everything's yeah. fine yeah 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 so. good I was just thinking when you said that about um, the work that I've done with with kids at like at, at like being a counselor at a summer camp. Like during our training, we were <clears throat> we were we were told like, hey, it's really important to the to like seeing kids when they're when they're trying stuff and, and practicing like how they want to live their lives. It's really important to give mm -hmm. them affirmation to be like, hey, I saw you do that, and I think you did a really good job. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was powerful when I learned it, but I, but also I've learned that. I think that's something I need from other people as well. Like, mm -hmm. I, I love affirmation. It's, it's yeah. really nice when people are like, I, I saw what you did there, and I thought you did a good job. Mm -hmm. That's it's powerful. Yeah, and that's it's so a good, good reminder because to also give that to yeah. others because I think there's just too much judgment, I think, in our, mm. right. in our communities and right. less yeah. understanding. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be perfect. Like, someone doesn't have to do something perfectly to, yeah. to earn a gold star. Yeah, they that's can, very true. They can do something that's just stepping outside their comfort zone or... Genuine. If, yeah, or genuine. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or something that like just that. pushes you a little bit. Yeah. You're like, hey, you pushed me. Yeah. What is something... Can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is something that has... That you have kind of stepped out of your comfort zone with this year or, like, mm. that has pushed you a little bit? It can be something really small, too, like, um, just a tiny action or more of, like, a bigger life change. Hmm. Do you have one to start? I, I can give an yeah, example. Go okay, for great. it. Yeah, um, that might spur me to think okay. of mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I think I have been... this. I, I'll be vulnerable for a second. And just, <laughs> I think I've been a little bit um, all over the place in terms of what I've been doing mm -hmm. in college and just lately. And, like, in terms of uh, activities and stuff like that. But, um... I tried out for the musical and mm -hmm. I didn't get in, but it was just like a bucket list item kind of of like mm -hmm. I 
like musicals and I like to sing by myself and why not just kind of put myself out there and I was so nervous like you said I was like yeah just calm down like yeah. I was so nervous but it, I kind of had to like prove to myself that it even if I was terrible like people would see me uh, that mm -hmm. I'm trying to do that and yeah I did so that was that That's was like awesome. a moment of <laughs> and how did it go it was really fun actually I was so glad I did it I I was like I didn't get in which I wasn't expecting to get in but mm -hmm. just like doing it was fun uh -huh. that reminds me of um, my freshman year my first year at Bowdoin first semester when I tried out for improv just because yes. I was such a closed off person and a very quiet person in high school and then I came to college and thought to myself okay maybe I could try this improv thing to kind of loosen up and be kind of kind of you know try to get in touch with my more yeah my more yeah humorous and like loose side of myself when I'm in college and then I went to the improv audition and was just like so nervous oh, and no. also did like horribly um, but it was just like it was one of those moments I was so proud of myself for actually trying yeah. it and just putting myself yeah. in a position where I was definitely going to fail and also hit failed horribly but it was just like a okay well you know you did that and that was kind of cool um and also it kind of teaches you a lot about yourself yeah yeah about how you perform and when you're just like, very stressed and mm -hmm. just like the way your body works and it's yeah it's just kind of funny yeah yeah so something something i've i think to your question Varen, something i've tried to be vulnerable about is going and this is back to going to school but whatever is going to professor's office hours without like something some definite question or some definite need but just to like ch chat and hang out with them and ask and like have some question that might go beyond the class or something like that's um that's something i've been trying to do because it's 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 nice to have these like amazing people who you want to be friends with mm -hmm. in some way but also just to, like hang out and talk about things outside of class mm -hmm. yeah um, so right here, uh, we we just walk. We're, we're welcoming Robin in, into the space. Robin, would you like to introduce yes, yourself? Yes, hello. I'm Robin. Um, I don't know what else you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Let's... a sophomore at Bowdoin. That's, <laughs> that's my main thing. <laughs> um, so we've been talking about. Um, I mean, we've been talking about many number of things here today, but we've been talking about vulnerabilities and things that we're trying new. Um, so, what's something that you've been trying new recently? And like, tell us about tell us about what you do around campus. Yeah. Um, well, in terms of vulnerabilities, I guess there's something trying new. Um, like the two things. One is that as a sophomore, I've had the weirdest first year of college probably ever, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and so I didn't really get a chance to meet people. Um, or really, like really get to know people and I was always pretty shy in high school um, but then coming sophomore year I just kind of said like okay let's do it let's just start talking to people and like that was the first time in my life um, where I like really put myself out there and we just like walk up or sit down next to people um, and just like start up a conversation that was how I met you yeah, actually absolutely um, yeah we just like had one conversation and now I'm sitting on your podcast but <laughs> and that's been really cool um I think it's it's a sort of vulnerability just to say hello I think you seem cool like tell me about yourself um and I think because everybody right now is trying to get to know people that they've missed in the last year um it's kind of like a unique opportunity for that because everybody's desperate for it but it still has been really special to be able to meet people in that way 
Mm, that reminds me a lot of like the Bowdoin Hello that yeah. used to, I don't know if it's on campus anymore. Um, because, I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, rem- I remember when I was a, a first year at Bowdoin, I do think that culture was definitely still somewhat there where people would just kind of walk by and say, hi, <laughs> hey. Yeah. Hello. Um, we could deconstruct it a little bit. I, th- I think I think it was I think it's always been like a pseudo myth, but I think yeah. it does have like s- certain people do try to practice it. Certain mm-hmm. people try to be friendly. Mm-hmm. Certainly not everyone's friendly. Yeah, yeah. I think definitely amongst like acquaintances or people yeah. you've kind of yeah. seen yeah. before, you've never really shared a conversation, but you kind of see them around, and then you would say hi. But even that is something. meaningful. Yeah, where it's like, oh, I just you know had a small chat with you in class will you remember me like yeah even that's something yeah and I'm wondering maybe like the bar for that has kind of gotten higher after I COVID? think so too you think so too well I think it's like a, a domino effect like I remember if someone that I didn't know maybe like a senior when I was a freshman would yeah. just like say hi to me like randomly as because I would you know maybe would see them crossing the quad at the same time every day or something yeah. then I would be more emboldened to say hi to someone else that yeah. I didn't know as well and then mm-hmm. I would kind of and it, I feel like that kind of passes on and so yeah. then it becomes normalized where I mean obviously it is a little bit of a myth like not everyone just went and said hi to like the 100 people that they <laughs> passed every single day hi hi <laughs> hi, hi yeah hi. it was just like impossible <laughs> to say anything else and it's just like is that genuine? Face. yeah, yeah. Mm, but yeah this year I feel like I'm starting to see find myself putting my head down more and I don't like it like Mm -hmm. I I don't like it but also I've like sometimes I do that little wave and then I don't get anything back and I'm like that's so like I'm sorry I don't (laughs) yeah yeah I do think that something I wonder if maybe we should try to bring Brad back if I don't know what do you guys think if is that something that Mm. actually made your Bowdoin experience better um did you think that that even that small thing of saying hi to someone you kind of familiar like so a familiar face in the crowd did that kind of influence the way that culture at Bowdoin was um was run or what do you guys think because they do say like small actions kind of build up to all the other big things right right it's it's a little bit like an affirmation to, to say totally. hi to someone they see you mm-hmm. they, they know you're there what do you think Robin yeah, I feel that same way. I think, especially my first year, I kind of felt like I was floating through school and like I was very disconnected. Like I, di- I just, yeah, untethered is a good word for it. Like I didn't feel connected to any people because if you're doing all online classes, you're not passing anybody. You're not seeing people in the dining hall and saying hi. Um, and so I think that is like a good affirmation mm. of um, hello, I recognize you, I remember you, you're in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, you exist and you mean something to me. I think the flip side of that is, like, I think for introverts or people that get overwhelmed by, like, large social spaces, Mm -hmm. which I feel like sometimes I'm in that camp and sometimes I'm not, but that that can be a lot when, like, since Bowdoin's such a small campus, you say hi to, like, 20 people in one (laughs) room and you're like, oh my god, I just can't, like, process this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and there are days where I'm, like wow, I just need, I, like, I feel like I need to have my blinders on and not say yeah. hello to as many people because I just need to kind of, like, yeah. center myself. And yeah. and there, those are days where I feel really bad because I feel like I want to say hi to other people, check in, but... Mm, but I do I, it all the time. I, no, I, I can't. Yeah. can't. Mm. What do you guys think, then, uh, contributes to your feeling of community at Bowdoin, especially in this year? 
it's been built a lot around people who I see in the same spaces all the time. People who I see in the Molten Light Room all the time, people who mm -hmm. I see in the Rue Center, um, at the Outing Club, in the Italian house, which is somehow a great meeting place for like three or four people who I know really well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think it's associated for me with like very specific spaces. I'm curious about your answer, Robin, because yeah. you said that this year you've been purposefully sort of putting yourself out there. Like, yeah, where absolutely. has it stuck? Um, well, I, I agree with what Holden said, like, the um, associating people with places, because that's been very new. Um, but I think also, like, the power of, like, remembering the little details about someone. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you see somebody just out and about, and you're like, oh, well, you... I don't know. Like, oh, like, asking about something that you mentioned before. Um, I guess that's just what being a person is, and yeah. it's it's powerful. Mm. I think there's also, um, it's also such a joy if you, uh, if the people who live in the same space as you, um, are, are also very intentional about seeking you out and spending time with you and caring for you um yeah for me i think my roommates for example are such a they give me such a nice like feeling of community and they ground me mm -hmm. we do a lot of movie nights a little <laughs> more than we should <laughs> just like never almost, too many <laughs> never too many is what we say but when you walk into the room and we're always watching <laughs> the chosen or we're watching criminal minds or like it just never stops it's it's a little concerning but <laughs> that makes but, me happy though <laughs> but yeah those things like when you know you have a place to go home to you, ha you know you have someone to be come home to and spend time with I think that is really wonderful um, and for that I'm really glad that a lot of the first years at least also at this time are back to not living in like singles anymore yeah. but are living <laughs> in, like, totally. in like doubles and, and quads um, as usual I, I think the consensus is that they're really enjoying it yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we're kind of going back to this, the same residential type system again. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. What are your movie light nights like? Do they last well into the night? Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll, the thing is, we'll start very early. We will, like, we'll start, uh, like, during dinner or after a little after dinner. Yeah. And then around you know, the time when, around midnight, when people are starting to kind of doze off, that's when we really start, you know, trickling off into bed. <laughs> um, but often we're just like, okay, so another episode? <laughs> okay, another one? We'll just like stare at each other as, a, as the current episode is, is ending. <laughs> it's like, okay, so the next one? Okay. What do you think is your record for number of episodes in a row? I mean, we've we finished seasons in a day before. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, it's quite, it's quite a nice roommate atmosphere. Um, and we built a lot of good uh, inside jokes for it. <laughs> Watch a lot of Hannah Montana. <laughs> we go, we go, <laughs> So bad. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do with your roommates, Robin? 
We also do a lot of movies. What do you watch? Um, well, my roommates all really love horror movies, and I don't. I um, have been solidly anti-horror movie for, oh. for a good number of years, but they've been slowly, they'll like slowly sneak them in and say, Robin, like, <laughs> come watch Great British Baking Show, and then we'll like transition over, or I'll show up, <laughs> and oh, it'll be a horror movie. Like, <laughs> um, and they're definitely growing on me. Okay. I think it's definitely better to watch them with friends and like their their just joy for it and the discussions that they have like digging into it and analyzing it just makes it honestly really worth it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Totally. Yeah. So a lot of so we now have uh, one more episode before Thanksgiving break. And so I'm wondering if maybe we can share a little bit about our Thanksgiving breaks and then maybe if we could um, if we have some time after, maybe we could share some ideas with people about what they could do over Thanksgiving break if they're on campus or if they're going to be around. Um, because I think there are some people who might be listening to this podcast who um, kind of don't know quite yet what they might be doing for Thanksgiving and maybe we could just give some some cool things about what we've enjoyed um, as people who have gone through Thanksgiving a couple times at Bowdoin um, or just know the area well enough so that's a great idea um I can go first I am going I'm gonna be going home for Thanksgiving but before I go home I think I'm gonna go visit my sister at school so I'm excited Mm. about that what school is that she goes to Skidmore which is in upstate New York okay um and then I'll go home but uh suggestions for people that are here that it I guess it depends on if you have a bike or a car or something like that and I'm not sure what the BOC is if the BOC probably is not active but um I would say doing Morse Mountain is a great like short hike it's 35 Mm -hmm. minutes away 30 minutes if you can borrow a car or um somehow get a ride there it's beautiful and you can hike over to a beach and just hang out on the beach and it's just gorgeous so you can spend a lot of time there awesome yeah i'm going to be also going home for thanksgiving um i'm going back home to connecticut and i think like 20 people are coming over uh to my house um so i'm pretty excited about that gonna see my family for the first time since the summer um and as for, but right before Thanksgiving break happens, those, those extra two days slash weekend that we have, um, I think I'm going to be going up to the cabin um, in Monson with the Outing Club. Um, and so I would definitely encourage people to reach out to the Outing Club in those, like, in the days before, right before Thanksgiving, because I'm sure that people will be around and willing to lend out gear if you want to um, even just borrow something as small as, like, a pair of hiking shoes to go on a fun hike around here um or crossing our fingers if we have snow probably not gonna have snow before then sorry um um, but to just reach out to to see how you can get out because i don't think uh i don't think break's a great time to just spend all day inside even though there are some great ways to spend days inside if it's a rainy day Mm -hmm. but if it's beautiful outside go take advantage of just go on a walk do something absolutely yeah well i I live in Maine. I live an hour north of here, so I'll just be going home, which feels a little silly because going home, like I've been home a couple times this semester, mm-hmm. so. But no better place to be. But no home better place to be. That no, I mean, sorry, nowhere. No. No time better. <laughs> to, 
You want to? It's great to it's be. It's nice to be home, home for Thanksgiving. For Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> it is great to be home for Thanksgiving, yeah. and I haven't seen any of my cousins or grandparents since yeah. uh, before the summer, I think. So that'll be really nice just to see the extended family, um, and yeah, so that'll be good. Um, one thing for me that I think is really fun if you're stuck at Bowdoin and like if you don't have a car. Like, my favorite thing to do this semester has just been, like, wandering around inside buildings because there's a lot of really cool spots to discover. Um, I don't know. What's Maybe your favorite that's just... find so far? <laughs> my favorite find was really recently I stumbled into the sixth floor of the Hubbard Stacks, yeah. and that has changed my world. What a wonderful place. I don't know. I just like romanticizing the little places on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that is very much the sophomore experience of playing <laughs> when we weren't allowed in mm-hmm. academic buildings last year, but I think it's very exciting to like discover all the little nooks and crannies that this campus has to offer. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I would, okay, for me, um, my parents are coming on the Saturday and Sunday before um, Thanksgiving, just a, a quick drop in, which is great because they haven't come to see Bowdoin since my first year parents' weekend. So Whoa. it's like, yeah, it's a it's a huge event for me, and I'll be, you know, um, introducing them to all the new friends they hadn't seen and going out for uh, for dinner with them, and that will be fun. Um, and then on uh, Tuesday through the rest of, um, of Thanksgiving break, I'll be in Boston, um, just spending time with some friends and doing Thanksgiving dinner there. So that will be very fun. I'm, I, I'm always a big fan of Boston. Yeah. For, yeah, so I would say if you're gonna be on campus, maybe like there are some really great ways to do like day trips down in Boston and just go see um, a bunch of different different things in Boston there's it's very touristy which is great you could still like, go out and do think go to like places like the Boston Commons or Quincy Market and just mm-hmm. experience um, experience that if you're not really originally from the East Coast or from the Boston ish area um, if and then somewhere close to stay uh, as well is like I just really enjoyed just downtown Brunswick just going down and just exploring all the stories especially if you're like a first year or a sophomore and you haven't done that yet just like going down to all the the cute shops um estilo is like a great space to to um look for new clothes Mm -hmm. recycled clothes um i'm sure you could go cafe hopping like cafe hopping from early to from early to late like grandpa's garden is open pretty late really Yeah, I think I know Dog Bar Gym opens pretty early. I know Gelato Fiasco closes pretty late. True. And they serve coffee too. Mm -hmm. Coffee all day. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee all day. Wow, that would be a crazy day. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're into uh, boba or bubble tea, uh, Watami recently opened too. This new boba shop too, and apparently uh, it's very good. So I would say you know people can check that out because it's new and open. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe Sweet. to finish out our show for the day, we can um, go around and talk about maybe discuss how we can um, think about sustaining campus going forward. Because we're in a we're everyone everyone's a little tired right now. Everyone's a little uh, ready for a break. 
Um, but in the last week that we have before break, like what are some strategies that you can use to pick up your friends, pick up yourself, and just nourish each other? Well, I'll go first. Something really valuable for me has been um, those texts from friends, um, just mm-hmm. like out of the blue, like, oh, hey, thinking about you or want to grab a meal soon. Um, you know, if you're just thinking about somebody like, oh, haven't seen them in a while, want to check in, it me- like makes such a big difference just to like send a quick text like, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. Um, or like, miss you, want to hang out? Um, yeah, just to know that someone's thinking about you. Um, makes you I think that helps me feel really connected which is nice mm-hmm. okay I can go next um man I keep going back to just like this idea of having a constant presence and being someone who is constantly kind of there yeah so um I think there's a lot of power in even if you're not expressly saying, hey, are you all right? Or, you know, um, giving them a, a hug, which I also think is also wonderful. Like <laughs> the power of a hug, oh my goodness. Like it just warms you, right? Um, <laughs> so I would recommend that, but also just like, just being around, I think is really important. Um, I think especially if we're, um, if you're in a space with, roommates or if you're in a friend group that meets often um that's a really wonderful way to just kind of be there so that you can be there if something is you know if your friend is not doing um having a very good time you know if they're just particularly down that day you can sense it better um, and you can be there to catch them when they're when they're really not having a great time um and yeah i think just like the idea of when you, if you're if you're there constantly then i think it builds a lot of uh, reassurance for the people mm-hmm. around us to know that oh this person is going to be here when something's wrong um with with um just my day um so i'm a big fan of that um yeah and just like being intentional although that's just very abstract and vague but i like the word intentional yeah yeah like that I would say ask good questions. Ask questions that, like, go beyond, or I'm going to try to, for myself, ask questions that go beyond just the how are you mm-hmm. um, and how are you feeling today because it's very easy to give, like, filler answers to that. But if we, if, if I really make an effort to, to ask questions like, what have you been up to or how are, how are, you, how are you really feeling or how did you feel about this and that, um, then that can, that can help be a, a check-in and a point of reference for anyone who's not having a great day. And I can know to step in and and uh, offer offer a shoulder to cry on if need be. Mm. That's where I'm at. I like that. I think I would say, um, for I've been finding it hard to sometimes follow through with things lately, and so just I, I've been trying to like whenever I think, oh, I should do this, then just doing it, um, even if it's something really small. Like I I would I want to read a pleasure pleasure book. Um, then just read some and yeah. uh or you know I should go for a walk like just go out for a walk and I know our schedules are really busy but you know if you just do it or invite a friend so that they hold you accountable to it that can be a really like that steadiness um of just doing little things can be really healing mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. and it can be little things too. Totally. Like, it doesn't have, you don't have to finish a whole novel. No. Mm-hmm. Just read a couple of pages, yeah. take some time, mm-hmm. or like, you know, walk to, I guess, not mailboxes, but like walk to, walk to the end of the road and back. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just little things. Yeah. I just was in the bathroom in this building actually, and the poster on the, the it was a peer health poster, and it said anything worth doing is worth doing badly and I liked that. <laughs> I like that a lot too. <laughs> Love wow. that. Izzy and, Miller. Yeah and do you, uh, you remind me also that um, we in order for us to be able to sustain community or for community to be able to stay, sustain others um, you really need to be on a good footing first. Um, although yeah I, I I do think that um, maybe, yeah, maybe it might be too idealistic for us to say we need to be perfectly well in order to um, right. to be able to help other people. But um, make sure you're taking care of yourself too, or making or make sure that you're you're you know taking care of yourself or you're being taken care of yeah. as you help others. That way, you're not um, burning yourself out, or that this isn't too overwhelmingly burdensome. For you um, is something I would also say. Um, so hopefully these this upcoming week and this Thanksgiving break, a lot of people can feel a bit more uh, energized and comforted and just like yeah yeah. I hope people can have taken the time to to kind of calm down calm down their um, restless hearts, I guess, and <laughs> um, be be ready to when you, when we come back really help each other and foster that community that we all want to have yeah 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 thank you all for coming out today and having this conversation yeah thank yeah. you so much mm-hmm. yeah. this is fun random conversations with good questions <laughs> could be worth good it questions. they're totally worth it yeah Throughout the 2021-2022 academic year, Green Tea is collecting stories about sustainability from students, staff, and community members. Stay tuned for more episodes, and thanks for listening.